What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 18 of season four. I'm your host, Kurt Field. And it's the boy, London Bruno Brov, by the order of the peaky fucking blinders. I <laughs> love it. We were we were just, uh, spoiler alert, we, right before we started recording, Kurt, I don't think we said a single word not in a, in an English accent. And then you just went back to normal, and I was like, I, I don't know how to do that. So, by the order of the we... peaky fucking blinders. We should do the entire fucking podcast. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, like that time we did Katy Perry references. We'll just do yeah, yes. a brov in there. Oh, we never did any. We didn't do that this year. Well, listen, there's still time. We could do it. You know, who 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 needs us to be serious for playoff football when we could recap playoff games with some what in tarnation uh, shenanigans going on? We, have, we can do that. <laughs> also, I, I, need, we, I need... I need Rihanna songs entered oh, into. Oh yeah, well recap. for for yeah for. Well wait, do we save that for the soup or I don't know? Like is that a? I guess we have to plan uh, that out. TBD. What's down st- the road? Is that a Super Bowl recap or is that a Super Bowl preview? Now that's the question. Oh, it could be a preview. We could fuck around with the preview. No, I'm just saying. So. Oh, you're saying, and I'm listening. Uh, you're, Kurt, you're always under my umbrella. Ella, 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 A, 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 A. Bruno, she has some bangers. Yeah, and here's the other thing with Rihanna, too. And, like, again, you can say this for a lot of artists. I wouldn't really put Katy Perry in this category, but Rihanna has some classic features on bangers, too. Like, oh, Katy Perry just she... has her own songs. Rihanna has a lot of features. Dude, she she's just badass. I don't know. Yeah. I fucks. don't know what else to tell you. I mean, she's pregnant, so she literally fucks, but she fucks. Wait, 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 wait. That <laughs> song during UConn, dude, oh, like, God. my... I just. <laughs> gonna get fucking copyrighted. Oh <laughs> yeah. Like... You ever listen to the rehab uh, remix of that? What am I fuck? I don't live under a rock. I'm not Patrick Star. <laughs> okay, good. Just, just checking. That was also classic. Oh God, yeah. I so coaching high schoolers at oh, this no. age is weird because they're all born in like 2005. To like 2008, nine, which oh, is just man. absurd to think about. That is absurd. I'm like, you guys weren't born, like, you guys weren't around for 9 11. Like, that's like the first thing for me where I'm like, you weren't around for that. Yeah. And uh, again, like a kind of morbid thing to be around for. Well, yeah. But like the other, like today, I was explaining, like, one of the girls on the basketball team that I coach was saying how some girl punched her last year. And I was like, oh, like Sharkeisha. And they all looked at me like, what is Sharkeisha? And Yo. I was like, Arkeisha, no, you've never heard of it. Oh my god! Kurt. So I probably definitely inappropriately, hypothetically showed them the video. Well, listen, that's only hypothetically, so there's nothing wrong with the hypothetical. But still, that is 
That is crazy. And, like, I guess what I'm thinking is, like, playing, like, you know, songs we were, you know, were around when we were younger but are, like, classics. Like, I'm trying to think of a good one, like, you know, like, Forever by Chris Brown. Like, I wonder if we even played that now. Like, would people even know that? So, we listen to music during practice, and the playlist is, like, like 2000s hits. So, like, there's some old school ones in there. Like, like they were jamming to Gwen Stefani today. I was like, I'm surprised y'all know who she is. Like that is shocking that kids these days yeah. would know who's. And they love J. Cole, who's like been oh, a little yeah. quiet lately. So yeah. like I mean they they I dabble. They dabble. I respect that. Um I wonder you know what a real test is, Kurt? If you put on a, a a little too late by JoJo. Too little too late, put that on and see if they know it. You know what? We have a game tomorrow, but on the bus ride there, I'm gonna <laughs> we have a speaker and it's going on. Dude, go put it on and let me know. Let us know what they do. <laughs> I'll record it. Find out next Hell episode. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Well Bruno, uh... <laughs> here's here's a segue for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a little too late for a lot of these teams trying to make the playoffs, big dog. Bada and, bing, uh, bada boom. Unfortunately, our NEPs are one of them. <laughs> Our NEPs were uh, are going to be a DNP for the playoffs, Kurt, because uh... we are not participating. <laughs> no participation trophies or rewards for us, Kurt, because the Patriots said, uh, Bruno, um, that Sunday against the Bills, it's your birthday. We are going to horrifically lose and miss the playoffs. And that's what and they did. <laughs> people forget last year on my birthday, <laughs> they Jesus. got mollywhopped by the Bills in the playoffs. <laughs> So, Kurt, the Bills are our daddy, which I don't know if that mean, means we're step bros or what, but I'm uh, – help me, I'm stuck. Well, the Bills <laughs> you look ruined like a birthdays. Joke, a joke, a joke. The, the Bills ruins birthdays. So, yes. Uh, but, yes, technically under that umbrella, Bruno, congratulations to us for being stepbrothers. <laughs> You know, Kurt, uh, we're just going to – that was the that was a Step Brothers movie reference. That was not a reference to anything else, Kurt. Step Brothers, great movie. Kids probably don't even know what that movie is nowadays anyway, so that'll be another thing you have to play on the bus. I will. <laughs> Step Brothers, I'm in a bus ride. Yeah. Guys, we've got to play on the bus. Guys, before you start, trust me. I'm giving you early dismissal from classes. Trust. Get on the bus. Just trust the process. Ten toes in. We're watching Step Brothers and listening to JoJo tomorrow. Oh, man. Well, Kurt – I would have rather watched uh, Step Brothers than watched this Patriots game this past weekend. But as we always do, Kurt, there were some other things that happened before the nightmare uh, at uh, NEP Plaza this weekend. Um, because, you know, there was lots of other playoff games. Or sorry, lots of other games determining playoffs and also determining other things that happened. So, Kurt, shall we get into the other stuff before we get into our good old NEPs? By the order of the <laughs> fucking peak. I love it. No no other order I'd rather uh, follow here. So, Kurt, let's start, I guess, from the top. Um, Again, I know it was a week ago. I know we're gearing up for playoffs. But a week ago from Saturday, so last Saturday, uh, things weren't secured for anyone yet. Well, for some people. But seating was up in the air. And the Chiefs played the Raiders. uh, And they destroyed the Raiders, 31-13, to secured the number one seed. All that uh, drama about the Bills and the Bengals and who would get the one seed – there was still drama, or I guess there was still stuff that could have happened later, but at least the one-seed conversation was just wrapped up. The Chiefs won. It wasn't even close. Uh, again, not much to say about the game at all. Chiefs won. They're going to be the one-seed. Good for them. Who cares? Chiefs suck. Patrick Mahomes overrated. Blah, blah, blah. The usual stuff there. For the Raiders, Derek Carr sat out. 
the reports uh, leading up to last week were that he wasn't playing the last couple weeks because they didn't want to risk injury, even though they were still alive for the playoffs as of two weeks ago. So that was kind of awkward. And then the news came out today that it's apparently it's like official, even though it's not decided yet. It's like he posted a Twitter note saying he's done with the Raiders. And then the team basically announced he's either getting uh, traded or cut before February 15th because that's a deadline for his contract situation. Um, kind of weird because it's like they kind of lose some leverage by for trades by announcing he's going to get cut by the 15th. So that's kind of interesting, but you know, he'll be playing somewhere else next year, backing up someone somewhere else next year. So uh, that's it for the Raiders. Kurt, any early, early predictions on where Derek Carr is playing or backing up next year? I know you have one, so I'm going to let you go first. Carr to the Colts, baby. Carr to the Colts. The Colts are the uh, haven for failed quarterbacks, failed veteran quarterbacks from other teams. Uh, And they got rid of Matt Ryan, so they're in need of one for next year. I like it. I'm going to give you one better. Oh. I might give you two. Oh. So my first thought was commanders because they like taking on broken quarterbacks, a.k.a. <laughs> Carson Wentz. Yeah. But then oh. I think there needs to be a team where he goes to as a veteran presence. Okay. With a quarterback who still has relative promise. Okay. The New York Jets. Mm, I think Derek Carr is the starting quarterback for the New York Jets next season. Well, listen, he would probably be better than what they had this year, though Zach Wilson just went on the record being like, I'm going to make life hell for whoever's the quarterback next year. So great teammate, Zach Wilson. Okay, big boy. (laughs) Uh, He should focus on getting out of his own uh, hellhole before he does anything else. But that would be interesting. He more moms. That's what he should do. Yeah, so Derek Carr's mom, watch out because uh, Zach Wilson on the loose. (laughs) Um, so we'll see where Derek Carr ends up. Kurt, uh, that was not the only game with playoff implications last week, though. Also on Saturday, Saturday was kind of a banger day. So Chiefs won the one seed in the early game. The late game, it was Jags-Titans in the battle for the AFC South. Kurt, this was a much closer game than I thought it was going to be. I think we both picked the Jaguars. To, or no, we didn't do the pick six on Saturday. But if we did the pick right. six on Saturday, we would have both picked the Jaguars to win. Again, the Titans were playing with... Malik Will, no, what's his name? The quarterback, I forget. Ryan Tannehill's backup. Who cares? He was bad. Um, so again, they had been slumping recently, and they were playing their backup quarterback. I thought it was going to be a much bigger win for the Jaguars. Not to spoil it, the Jaguars win twenty to sixteen. They kind of won thanks to a crazy like strip sack fumble return touchdown by the defense late in the game. But again, a win is a win. They win the AFC South. They secure their playoff berth. Titans miss the playoffs though. Again, like Tannehill was hurt, so. You know, again, you at least you have to put that in there. There's an asterisk on why they stumbled late in the season. Good for the Jaguars, though. Kurt, it's crazy that, like, this year, last year, Urban Meyer, well, he was fired by this point last year. But, he, you know, that was the start of their season last year, and they were so bad and horrific, and Trevor Lawrence was shitting the bed. And then even earlier this year, they weren't playing that well. It took some time for them to warm up. Kurt, they lost to the Texans 13-6 to earlier this year. Huh? Huh? And yet somehow uh, Jagannath is in full effect heading into the playoffs. Kurt, they will get to their, you know, we don't need to worry about specific playoff opponents or paths, but are the Jaguars a sleeper team, perhaps? Thoughts? No. But, like, it's damn impressive that they got there. Okay. And I think they're going to be disgustingly good next year. Yeah. The people forget, they traded for Calvin Ridley at the trade deadline. Like, they I, have a I number have one. That. They have a number one wide receiver next year. Um and I'm going to make this about me because oh, I always like to. I'm ready. Well, two things. Number one, shout out to me for knowing they were going to be good this year. Of course. Also, shout out number two. 
So, Bruno. Yep. What I'm hearing is Ooh. a promising young quarterback took a step when they brought in a competent mm. coach to coach mm. offense. In his year now, three, right? Well, Trevor Lawrence was – this is his second year. Oh, fuck. I thought it was year three. Well, you know, nope. I like where you're going with that. I like where you're going with that. <laughs> uh, it was year two for him and Mac Jones. Oh, he was and the one pick Trevor in the Lawrence, Mac Jones. And Trevor Lawrence was given Doug Peterson, a quarterback mm. whisperer. Whisper, whisperer. Whisper, whisper, whisper. <laughs> uh, Mac Jones was given Fatty Patricia. <laughs> not the same. One is not like the other. Spot the difference. <laughs> Easily identifiable. Can't miss one of them. Can't, can't miss a thing. Can be seen from space. <laughs> and he's a rocket scientist, so that checks out. That's where he's going. <laughs> so, Kurt, on a serious note, I do like where you're going with that, and I do agree there is a model that we can follow. Again, people were kind of calling Trevor Lawrence not a bust yet after last year, but like, oh, no, that, the B word was out last it year. It was being tossed. And again, people were like, he's going to have to pick up the slack. And boy, did he do that this year. So I completely agree. I like the train of thought there. We will hope that the Patriots can follow some sort of Jaguar similar model for next year. Kurt, coming back to this year, it was a banner day, a banner day. For Chicago Bears fans on Sunday. Literally, it was their Super Bowl, as uh, Big Cat said, pretty much all of Sunday on Twitter, and then on part of my take on Monday. Kurt, listen to these combo, this trio of things that happened for Bears fans for the city of Chicago uh, on Sunday. They start by losing to the Vikings 29 to 13. Who cares? The Bears season's over. They want to lose to improve their draft pick, but they did need to lose. So, step one, check. First great thing that happened for Bears fans. Step two, Kurt, the Texans. They had were in the driver's seat for the number one draft pick all year, all season long, pretty much. They've been fucking horrific. They did have a tie, which ended up playing huge in this in this uh, NFL draft standings, which is hilarious. But Kurt, they play the Colts, who again aren't good themselves, but still, they're down late in the game. They score and they go for two for the win against the Colts, and they get it, and they end up winning, which gives the Bears the number one pick in the draft, which is fucking hilarious. So the Bears pretty much swiftly after beating the Patriots that one game, lost basically the rest of their games this year and ended up getting the number one draft pick. So that's huge for them because, again, either if they don't think Justin Fields is the guy, which I don't necessarily know if they're saying that, but if they don't, they have the one pick. And if they do, that's great because I'm sure there's lots of teams wanting to trade it for a quarterback that they can trade down for. So that was the second thing, Kurt. Do you have anything on that before I move on to the third great thing for Chicago? Yeah, I think that was Justin. I think Justin Fields is their guy. And I think it's perfect for them because I think they're going to trade out of the yep. first spot and get a haul for that number one pick. Proceed. Yep. And again, they you know they got a new GM last year, I think, and people have said he's been good so far. So at least it's it's not the good old uh, regime that was with uh, Mitch Trubisky back in the day. So they are excited there. So that's two things, Kurt. And then number three, the cherry on top, the Green Bay Packers, hottest team in the NFL potentially. They come in, just need to win. All they've been doing is winning. All they need to do is win. Beat the Lions, a team they've beaten probably a million times straight. Don't look that up, but probably a million times straight. All they need to do is win to make the playoffs. They, at home, lose 20-16 to against the Lions, who found out before the game, I'm pretty sure, that they had already been eliminated from the playoffs, and the Lions still win. Absolutely hilarious. Bears fans, Bears fans celebrating everywhere. 
the Packers, it's like, bro, what did you just? Why did you just do that the whole end of the season? And then you just lose to the Lions the last game. It was befuddling, especially at home. Could have been Aaron Rodgers' last game. After the game, someone I forget who, Jamison Williams. Jamison Williams, there, yep. Yeah, he like asked for his jersey, and Aaron Rodgers was like, "No, no, I think I'm going to keep this one." So people have been speculating it's because either he's retiring or it's his last game as a Packer. But Kurt, wild that the Packers couldn't just beat the Lions at the end at the end of the day to make the playoffs, and also wild that everything came up Chicago on Sunday. Just hilarious. I have one take on the Texans, and I have one take on the Lions. Okay, number it. one, take number one. I think Lovey Smith knew he was being fired. And as a big fuck you to <laughs> Nick Casario on the Texans, he's like, you want me to lose this game? Hilarious. We're going for two. <laughs> love that. So, like, love the balls. Love yep. the kahunas on that And guy. former Bears coach. So uh, there's also that angle, too. Oh, yeah. We, a lot of, I hope the Bears fucking hire him. <laughs> yeah. Hire him back. Defensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, so I love that play by Lovey Smith. Just yep. petty as shit, and I love it. Yep. Um, take number two. Yes, you are correct. Because the Seahawks won an overtime, the Lions were already eliminated going into the Sunday night game. Obviously, the Lions played well. Packers didn't play well, though. Um, do you think if the Seahawks had lost – and the Lions knew if they had beaten the Packers, they were going to the playoffs. Do you think any of the play calling late would have been different? Because the the Lions, like, they just didn't give a fuck in that fourth quarter. They're like, we are leaving it all out here. But do you do you think they would have been a little more conservative if they were like the end of the game? I'm talking about the fourth and three or whatever it was when they <clears> ended up, you know, going for it and getting it and throwing. Like if the if the playoffs are on the line there. Is Dan Campbell just in his own little world enough where he just doesn't care? Or do you think they, they handle the game a little differently? So, obviously, Dan Campbell is a little bit of a wild card. You never really know what you're going to get from him. He could be biting kneecaps. He could be calling trick plays. He could be crying, right? Like, you never he know what you're going to get with Dan Campbell. He could be getting distracted by the wave in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, he could be doing like, that. Why have the ball? <laughs> yeah, he could be doing that. Kurt, I think absolutely, though, it's hard to deny that they, you know, they played like they had nothing to lose this game because it was true. They had nothing to lose and they just went for it. Right. And, you know, it's not like they had nothing to lose in the sense that they loved keeping the Packers out of the playoffs. Like, I'm sure they de- they really did want to do that. But again, like the pressure was off. Right. Because, like, you know, it would be nice to knock the Packers out, but they already knew their fate. So I think the play calling might have been different. I probably would say it would be different if they didn't find out before the game. But, you know, that's the beautiful thing about it is that they didn't give a fuck and they played like it. So they ended up getting the dub. Oh, yeah. It was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was definitely awesome. Um, Kurt, one thing that wasn't awesome was Bengals-Ravens. The Bengals won 27-16 to in the second part of this, like, uh, trifecta of Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, which was the whole story leading up to this week. Um, game, who cares? Lamar Jackson didn't play. Tyler Huntley injured. Anthony Brown started. Game, who cares? What this does, though, is sets up an immediate rematch in the playoffs, and it's going to be the same score, probably even bigger margin of victory for the Bengals because, for some reason, Lamar Jackson simply will not get hurt, or sorry, will not recover from his injury. I've read a lot about, there's been a lot of talk about PCL sprains. He came out on Twitter, like, a a little bit earlier today and, like, released a statement saying, you know, grade two sprain, borderline grade three. So, again, I'm not denying that it's, like, a serious injury, but it is kind of crazy that, like, you know, from the very first moment this happened, I remember John Harbaugh was like vaguely being like, "Oh yeah, he's like day to day, week to week, like we're evaluating him." And oh yeah, just, he'll be fine. Yeah, and then that's just continued 
so basically he's just out for the season. So again, like there probably is some angle of the fact that he is in a contract year. There probably is some angle to that, but he probably also isn't, you know, fully healthy. And like, again, a, a non-mobile Lamar Jackson is not the Lamar Jackson that, you know, dominates NFL. So again, sucks for, sucks for the Ravens and sucks for Lamar. They can say they made the playoffs, but they are just going to get molly whopped by the Bengals. I mean, they, they Kurt, they have no chance, right? Against the Bengals. I, I can't no. see how they have any chance. No, I don't see it either. No, yeah. zero chance, sir. Zero chance. So, RIP Ravens. Speaking of teams with quarterback issues making the playoffs and have zero chance to win in the playoffs, the Dolphins uh, <laughs> somehow beat the Jets 11-6 to in maybe the most pathetic game of football I've ever seen. It was 6-6 to late in the fourth quarter. Then the Dolphins hit a field goal. Then there was that hilarious safety. Again, like, other than just laughing at the game, the game – well, again, the, the game mattered because if the Dolphins won, they had a chance to make the playoffs. So it's not like it didn't matter. But the game itself, who really cares about the game? Uh, again, let's take a step back here. Tua not playing. So it's – and Teddy Bridgewater broke his uh, his thumb in his throwing hand two weeks ago. So, again, he wasn't playing either. So Skyler Thompson. And Skyler Thompson played, like, a shitty fourth-round draft pick uh, rookie quarterback who doesn't really know how to play football so they got the win it's kind of a shame they did win kurt because the steelers also won and the steelers would have made the playoffs if the dolphins lost i would have rather seen the steelers in the playoffs they would have a better chance of doing anything than the dolphins do but the dolphins won um so again the dolphins fans they'll always have the first half of the season when they were like you know balling out to it was healthy setting records offensively but kurt Again, like same question as the Ravens. The Dolphins have zero chance against the Bills, right? Skylar Thompson against the Bills. They have a negative chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it does kind of suck because that does take the air out of two of the playoff games this weekend. But listen, you never know. Sometimes the games that are the best end up being or are the games that you don't see coming. So we will see what happens there. Kurt, moving along here and wrapping up the, the latest or the last of these uh, playoff results from this week. The Broncos won their final game of the season, which is hilarious because they were so bad this year. They beat the Chargers. Kurt, the storyline from this game was that the Chargers, with pretty much nothing to play for, started all of their guys, and then a bunch of the guys got injured. So it, this is just the classic Chargers not being able to get out of their way. Uh, I think Mike Williams got hurt. Joey Bosa hurt his quad again or something. Mike, um, Mike, I said Mike Williams already. Um, Justin Herbert took some big hits. So, again, it's like, Chargers, what are you doing? So, good for the Broncos. They injured a division rival, and they got a win. But classic Chargers, so hopefully they're healthy for next week. Um, the Eagles in the NFC, they barely beat the Giants 22-16. to They really needed the one seed, and they did secure it, so good for them. But, Kurt, story after the game is that Jalen Hurts hurting and not 100%. It, again, like Hurts, it, it's kind of similar to Tua, where it's like her, the Eagles with Hurts, unbelievable. They were playing unreal. He has a mastery over the offense. The quarterbacks of the Eagles recently have shown that they are not at his level and like they need Hurts to be playing at his level. So he has two weeks, or he had two weeks from this past weekend. Now he has like about a week left to get as healthy as he can be, but they're going to go as far as his health goes. Um, so good that they got the one seed. Your Eagles, your Super Bowl champs, I believe. Or no, I haven't looked at the predictions. Uh, no, I don't remember. Champs. Just uh, NFC uh, East champs. Um, so we'll see what happens with the Eagles. And then, Kurt, last note, and I, I am going to need your expertise on this one, so we're going to need to figure out what happened here. The Commanders stomp all over the Cowboys, 26 to 6. Kurt, I am not – I do not have any analysis for this game. What I am bringing to the table is – 26 to 6 victory for the commanders in a game that the Cowboys again they could have used with the Eagles winning again that took some of the like whatever out of the Cowboys moving up in standings but like the Cowboys could have benefited from winning this game and they did not so Kurt did your uncle the Panamanian pal 
famous uncle. Did he predict this happening? If you know, and then Kurt, also if you know, is he worried for the playoffs? Slash, does he have any predictions for them going up against uh, Brady and the Bucks in Tampa Bay? And I think the Cowboys are zero and seven against Brady, or is it zero and seven against the Bucks? I forget what it is. It's Brady. one of those two things. Brady, yeah. So here's my thing. I was a little under the weather last week. Okay. Did not connect with the Panamanian pal prior to this game. However, did find out he was not pleased about Mm. the game. Now, with that being said, my birthday is on Monday. The The Cowboys play on Monday. So, of course, my family party with cousins and whatnot, and the Panamanian pal will be there. Now, last year, last year on my birthday, the Cowboys got bounced from the playoffs. So Chris, the Panamanian and the Patriots, yes. So the massacre last year on your birthday does not like the vibes. Bad omens. He's like, I have to watch the Patriots. I mean, the Cowboys lose on your birthday again. He is not optimistic. He is. He's like Tom Brady at home. That's what we have in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> he's like, no, this is not good. So the Pandy Manian pal is concerned. I'm going to call him when we do the pick six. I'm calling him. Okay. I was going to say, because I, I, I should have trusted him early and I didn't. And then I picked against him and lost. And I'm basically, my pick six this week will purely be what he is picking. I, there's nothing else I'm going to, like, why would I be a fool if I didn't follow him? So I look forward to his analysis on, uh, on what he thinks for the Cowboys. But Kurt, I hope you have a better birthday this year than you did last year. That's all I'm going to say. I have no one to cheer for. My team's out, so it'll be great. (laughs) Okay. Well, Kurt, I guess that brings us to the lovely portion of this where we have to talk about our teaming out because, uh, spoiler alert, as we said multiple times today, and I'm sure that you know, the Patriots played the Bills with a win and we're in situation. And also kind of like a lose and still in if other things happen, but other things didn't happen. Um, and what did we do, Kurt? We lost 35 to 23. Bruno. <laughs> this was so fucking bad. Oh, my God. Well, here's the thing. It didn't start that bad. The Patriots did have a lead in the second half of this game. Yeah. Um. However. However. It was just... This game was the perfect encapsulate encapsulation, that's mm. the word, of the season for the Patriots. Yep. The offense showed signs for bits and pieces. And then uncharacteristic turnovers and sloppy play did them in. The Patriots for so long have prided themselves on doing the small things right and having the other teams blow up in their own face. And the Patriots have become that. Yep. In the last like 270 games, the Patriots had allowed like three, no, six return touchdowns in the kicking game. There were two alone on Sunday. So in Bill Belichick's entire tenure as Patriots coach, Leading up to this year, there had been six, and this year there were three alone. It's like there, it's like just horrible, horrible stuff like that has been happening all season, and it was just never fixed. So I kept telling myself it was going to be fixed, but it was like, Bruno, what's the definition of insanity? It's like doing the same thing over and over and over. And I don't know why I results. ever expected to be. I don't know why I ever expected it to be different because it wasn't just going to 
magically get better in week 18 of the season. Like this is this is who the 2022 Patriots were. So while it was painful, like painful to watch, it this is just this is what that team was, Bruno. So them losing 35 to 23 in Buffalo and 14 points coming off kick up, kick returns doesn't sit well with me, but like again, it just n- nothing surprises me about this season anymore. Yeah, and Kurt, we had been talking all year about being uncharacteristic to start the year and needing a journey to go through to figure it out and then getting to a point where we eventually would have it figured out. And Kurt, we went on a journey, but we never figured anything out. <sighs> Fuck. Nope. Nope. And well, Kurt. Well, no, no. We did figure it out. Bill Belichick realized that he made a huge mistake, I think. Oh, okay. Like where you're going. Um, and, you know, at the beginning of the season, obviously it was uncharacteristic what the Patriots did on the offensive side of the ball by naming Matt Patricia the offensive line coach and <laughs> offensive play caller, not offensive coordinator, play caller. <sighs> and then naming Joe Judge, who's only coached special teams, the quarterback's coach. <laughs> so Mac Jones went from... Josh McDaniels, who's arguably the brightest mind in football on the offensive side, to Fatty Patricia and Joe Judge. I mean, and again, people were asking before the season, like, there's no way this is going to work, right? But Bill Belichick has earned the right to not be questioned on those things. Well, it didn't work. Tommy Curran reported yesterday that they had the that Bill, I mean, Bill Belichick and um, Robert Kraft had their like annual end of the year meeting where they just kind of talk about plans for the off season and what's going to change, what's going to stay the same, who are you looking at, what, what are we doing in free agency, are we spending, are we not spending, that type of stuff. And apparently, Bill Belichick needed zero convincing that the uh, offense, the offensive coaching staff needed to be changed, which makes me feel good because I was worried Bill was going to go in there stubborn as hell. Saying like, "Hey, these are my friends. I'm not getting rid of them." And Kraft was gonna be like, "If you don't get rid of them, I get rid of you." Like, I thought there was gonna be some crazy ultimatum here, but apparently, Bill walked in there and was like, "Yeah, no, we fucking sucked." And like, <laughs> there's gonna be a change. And Kraft was like, "Right." But again, I think Bill is, as he's gotten older here, I think Bill is relatively self-aware of. Again, he can be a prick to the media. Don't do not get me wrong, but I I, I do think he is pretty self-aware. So I think that is encouraging. Um, it just came out right before we got on the podcast that the Patriots are looking to do two things off um, coaching staff-wise, Bruno, which, again, kind of uh, is exciting to hear. Basically, what we have is the Patriots showing a little bit of transparency, which is something that you just you quite simply do not see from them, which I think this is Robert Kraft. I think he's like, okay, the fans are pissed. Yep. We want people to come back next year and buy our fucking season tickets. So we're going to put out something that makes Patriots fans feel good. So tonight, for immediate release from the New England Patriots, press release. Mm. Again, from an 8-9 and team, we just missed the playoffs and people are pissed. Mm. Title, Patriots to extend Gerard Mayo, semicolon, will begin interviewing for an offensive coordinator. So the New England Patriots and head coach Bill Belichick have begun contract extension discussions with Jerron Mayo that would keep him in, keep him with the team long term. 
In addition, the team will begin interviewing for our offensive coordinator candidates next week. Kurt, I haven't said this directly to you because we did talk a little bit before the show, but this isn't maybe this is just me being dumb and not thinking this when I first saw that. But do you think the long term part of that? Do you think there's any part of that that's like coach and waiting? Not like directly named, but yes. like potentially for the future? Yes. So I think so. Gerard Mayo has said he's been very open. Like, you know how the assistant coaches have those interviews like yep. like once a week? He's like, I'm ready to be a head coach. Like I, I wanna be I wanna be a head coach in the NFL. And he's obviously been given opportunities. The Panthers want to interview him as their head coach. Um the Texans want to interview him as the head coach. The Browns want to interview him as their defensive coordinator, etc. So I think part of this has to be Hey man, you stick around here until Bill Belichick leaves. You're the next guy. So Bruno, I wouldn't be shocked at all if I don't know if they can give him the defensive coordinator title because Steve Belichick's been calling plays the last three oh, years. But like, but the defense has been pretty good. So like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if I want to fuck with that. But apparently, Gerard Mayo has a huge hand in doing that. You know what I think it's going to be? What associate head coach? Oh, I wasn't. I wasn't even considering that as an option. That Which would is be like nice. that would be that would be monumental. Yeah. Like, if the New England Patriots name an associate head coach, yeah. like to fucking Bill Belichick. But apparently, Tommy Curran was all over this on Twitter. Patriots reports like, holy shit, the Patriots do not put stuff like this out. Um, and basically, Tommy Curran was like. And they're close. Gerard Mayo did quick slants the show with Tommy Curran for a long time. Oh. So like those two have a professional relationship and are very close. Um, he says that Gerard Mayo idolizes Bill Belichick and Bill Belichick loves Gerard Let's Mayo. Go. So I think that I think that, that would be something Bill wouldn't even Bill wouldn't give a fuck. Like if they named Josh associate head coach, I think Bill would be like, No, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. But I think he's okay with Gerard Mayo. Fuck yeah. So I'm going to read you a couple um, uh, the Tommy Curran thing about the meeting. Yep. I'm just going to read a little bit. So yep. the meeting I am told has happened. There was no impasse. The Patriots are on to 2023 with Belichick acknowledging 2022 was a dumpster fire. Mm. Don't expect a dog and pony show announcing firings or who's coming in for an interview. Belichick isn't going to put anyone's head on a spike for the pleasure of the masses. So basically, if, if Patricia's fired from – Offensive play caller, right. which clearly he is. Bill, the Patriots aren't going to announce that. Like, Bill's not going to do his friends dirty like that. Right. But the understanding is offensive coaching reassignments are going to happen, and several offensive coaches under consideration are under consideration for the Patriots' 2023 staff. Um, blah, 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 blah. One important facet of the meeting. Did Belichick need persuading to change course on offense, or did he get, go in knowing the changes were necessary? My understanding is that there was a zero persuading on the part of Kraft. So that's, again, Big. being self-aware. Um, yep. But, Bruno, like, you know, Jonathan Kraft and uh, Robert Kraft have kind of stressed publicly that, like, they want to stay out of Bill's way. Like, Bill has earned the right to do whatever he wants to do. But before anything, they're Patriots fans, and they want the Patriots back in the playoffs, and they want to win in the playoffs. And so they're going to do whatever, whatever is – possible to get the team back to where that they need to be so it's good that the patriots brain trust is on the same page going into a year now bruno you think all you think back to 2020 
when they had the dumpster fire season with Cam Newton, there were massive changes that year. The free agent year, Patriots came out and were just willy-nilly spending, spending, spending. So, like, Bill knows when he fucks up. Remember in 2006, the Patriots missed the playoffs? 2007, he's like, I want Randy Moss. I want Wes Welker. We're going to run the fastest hurry up the NFL has ever fucking seen. Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez are here. We're going to set the NFL on fire. Massive fucking changes. Bill doesn't like to lose. Bill knows he's 18 wins away from Don Shula's record. Bill is not here to fuck around and play out. You know that graph? It's like fuck around, find out. Bill yeah. is climbing. <laughs> so he's he's here to fuck around and find out. So um, I'm excited for next year. This year was a really, it was a tiring year. Like there were times where we would get on this podcast. I'm like, Bruno, I don't want to talk about it. It's the same shit every week. But I think positive signs for next year. Yeah, it was draining. It was tiring. And again, despite all of that, we were, you know, uh, one play against the Raiders away from making the playoffs, which is hilarious to even say. But reason for hope, I think one of the biggest worries you and I had in these last two to three weeks was speculating if Bill was going to be stubborn and hard-headed against any changes. So this is very refreshing to see. It is very nice to hear that it seems like the brain trust is all on the same page because that would have put us in an unfortunate spot if, you know, Bill was against what a lot of us think is pretty clear stuff that needs to happen. So I'm glad to hear about that. And again, like you said it best, Bill hates losing. Obviously, the Crafts don't want to lose and all Patriots fans don't want to lose. So again, like... You know, the good the good news is we can head into next year being like there were things that we did this this year that were good. Like we're not taking like, you know, we're not the Texans where it's like we're heading into next year and our team is fucking horrible, though they are very young. But again, it's like their team is horrible, right? We are a team that again, like like, you know, some better and more consistent offensive play calling, some more discipline, uh, better special teams. We're we're that like if you fix that for the Patriots this year, that could have added like two to three more wins to our schedule. You know what I mean? So, like, we're not that far off. And, again, like, the most important thing, like you said, if you bring in someone offensively who can play a similar role that Doug Peterson did for Trevor Lawrence, the point you made earlier in the pod, that will be absolutely huge. So not only is it getting rid of Patricia, it's also a double positive because if we're bringing someone in who's going to really raise Mac Jones' game, again, assuming that's the direction we're going next year, Tom Brady and everything else pending with that, um, you know, that would be very exciting. It would be, Bruno. And I, I've got to thinking, too. So the oh. Patriots have the fourth most cap space. Ended up being fourth. They're just under third. Um, okay. Cap space for the NFL this season. Mm-hmm. They also have eight picks, but I guess there could be more with the compository selection. So people right, who left right. last year, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, so the Patriots will probably have like 10 picks. They're also picking 14th. Like the highest they've picked in a while. really fucking long time. Um so I, I mean, again, you want to reload your roster here. You're gonna ha- you're gonna have the ability to do it. And Bruno, there is one name, oh, that I just can't get out of my stupid little fucking brain. Is this a uh, NFL player currently or a draft? I, I haven't even got to the draft. I will dig in, but not yet. <laughs> okay, okay. It's an NFL player. Okay. Hmm. I don't want. It's a need. It's not a want. It's a need. I'm trying to think who is it someone obvious? I don't know. Kurt has not told me who this is. I have not told you who it is, but Bruno, you know, the offensive coordinator is obviously the most important thing for me. Yep. The next a number 1 wide receiver and a bona fide number 1, not like a bullshit number 1. And yep. there is one player who has been told by this by his team that he will not be there next year. Do you have any idea who I'm talking about? 
one player told by their team that he won't be there next year? Yep. That he will be being traded this offseason. I don't even – a number one? Who? Uh, maybe I'm missing something big, but who are you talking about? Oh, I was oh. that recent? I didn't see that at all. Yesterday, that DeAndre Hopkins posted on Instagram, forever grateful of him in I did a not see Cardinals that. uniform. Now, Bruno, oh. he will be traded. The Cardinals will pretty much come out and admit it. They need to clear cap space. They are in a full-blown rebuild. They have a quarterback oh. with an ACL injury. Now, Bruno, do you recall the video oh. that circulated <laughs> that circulated when the Patriots beat the Cardinals this year in Arizona? It was Bill Belichick and DeAndre Hopkins, where DeAndre Hopkins says, like, he comes over to Bill, and Bill's like, you know, man, I'm glad we only have to play you every four years. And Hopkins, the first words out of Hopkins' mouth is, I love you, man. And then oh, Bill cool. goes, you know, you've missed half the year, and you're still going to lead the damn league in receiving. And what is fucking DeAndre Hopkins' response? Mm. You know I do my job, man. I'm just trying to get oh. better. Bill Belichick oh. was probably erect for that for that, for that entire game. You had to call a doctor for how long he was erect after that. Correct. It lasted way more than four hours. And now I might need to call a doctor. That's oh all I can God. think about. It is confirmed he's being traded. He clearly loves Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick clearly fucking loves him. Um, who needs a number one wide receiver? The New England Patriots. Who can afford one? The New England Patriots. Bruno... I just think it's a match made in heaven. And here's why I think it could be so fucking lethal. So DeAndre Hopkins, you can play him anywhere, anywhere offensively. He can play the outside. He can play in the slot, whatever. So can you, <laughs> Oh, I guess my brain juicy Oh, thinking about potentially Deon DeAndre Hopkins, Devonte Parker, who did show up pretty big this year when he was healthy. Devonte yeah. was good. Parked. Kendrick Bourne, who's announced next year, he does not want to be traded. He wants to be part of the solution with the Patriots. He didn't like Matt Patricia. Doesn't have to worry about Matt Patricia anymore. He's fucking out. So can you imagine Hopkins, Parker, Bourne? Now, if the Patriots re-sign Jacoby Myers, which I, I really fucking hope they do. Yeah. Jacoby Myers. And then they have Hunter Henry at tight end and Ramondre Stevenson in the backfield. Bruno, offensive coordinator's got some toys, buddy. He's got some fucking toys, and I'm get. I told you, I shouldn't be this excited yet, but I'm getting there. And, here, and that's the thing for this Patriots team this year, Bruno. It's not like they had no fucking talent. They did. It's the same team back from last year who went ten and seven, except you have incompetent boobs running your <laughs> offense. So yeah, and and Kurt, what you can also say is that, like again, Hunter Henry. We seen we saw how good he was on the Chargers. We know he has the talent. Ramondre Stevenson balled out in a year where our offense was horrible and opponents knew he was going to be fed like a million times. Jacoby Myers has made the absolute most, other than the play against the Raiders, has made the absolute most of his touches and you know ability to even be targeted. Kendrick Bourne, in the very limited snaps he even got, he was like catching touchdowns and play, and then just getting benched because you know him and Pritchie was like Pritchie, you're an idiot. So again, like the, like you said, the talent is there. It's it, you're not coming into a team with no talent, and if you add DeAndre Hopkins to a team where we've been saying for so long we need a number one guy so that the number our current number one and number twos can start facing number twos and number threes, that is going to be tremendous. Oh no doubt, Bruno, a hundred percent. And, like, I think – I really do think the Patriots will try to reload their offensive line this year through the draft. 
Trent Brown was a disaster this year. He was really bad. Love the NFL and penalties. Yeah. Isaiah Wynn is out the fucking door. Um, but if you have David Andrews, Cole Strange, and Mike Onwenu, who was PFS number one rated guard this year, he allowed one sack all season. Mike Onwenu was a fucking beast. Big Mike is the real deal. Your front three are solidified. Cole Strange last eight games only allowed one sack. He got it figured out after a really a really poor start to the season. Huge. So your interior three is good. Your offensive tackles gave you headaches all fucking year. So if you go out and you try to reload, I hope at the pick 14, they pick the unsexiest, mean-mugging offensive tackle they can fucking find. Because you got to protect sure. Mac Jones. Yeah. Bruno, another thing, too. like I my, One of my biggest takeaways from this season is how atrociously bad the offensive line was. Okay? Yeah. David Andrews was hurt. He missed, like, four games. Cole Strange yeah. sucked. Trent Brown, early. Cole Strange sucked early. Marcus Cannon, we got off the fucking streets to come back and play right tackle. He gets concussed. Isaiah Wynn was like putting a piece of newspaper out there. And Trent Brown was like every false start and holding penalty in between a pancake block. It made no sense. Bruno, I'm looking at Ramondre Stevens' rush stats here. He had um, 1,040 rushing yards. He had 421 receiving yards. He finished with almost 1,500 scrimmage yards which is a fucking lot of scrimmage yards if you look at his out of his one let's just call it 1000 rushing yards okay okay last 40 730 of them came after contact so essentially 75 percent three-fourths of Ramondre's <laughs> rushing yards oh, came after he's been hit Imagine him behind like a halfway decent offensive yeah. line. Bruno, that would be crazy. I told you more than four hours, it's already happening. <laughs> but like, you got a real playmaker there. You have a real yeah. fucking playmaker there. And I don't, again, I don't think they need massive changes. If you go out a couple of good pieces and you revamp the offensive line and you bring in a competent offensive coordinator, I think this team's going to be in a good position. I agree. Uh, and Kurt, again, like that's that's what we keep saying. If the pieces are there, they did not execute as well as we could have for a variety of reasons. But if you fix the penalties, if you fix the lack of discipline, if you fix the play calling, a lot of this stuff, again, you're not fixing that only to polish everything and find there's just a bag of shit underneath all of it. You're, you're finding some diamonds that can shine. So, Kurt, oh, I yeah. am excited heading into next year. And Kurt... The news that we've been seeing so far in the short offseason it's been for Patriots fans so far has been great. And now I am I wasn't even aware of the plan for DeAndre Hopkins heading into this podcast. And coming out, I'm on DeAndre Hopkins watch. Oh, it's time. It's and it ha- time. it's like one of those things to save cap space it needs to be like before December, February or something. So like could be soon. I, I consider me literally thrilled. Bruno, let's chat here for uh, a hot second about offensive coordinator things. Obviously, the two sexiest names are Bill O'Brien and Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury canned by the Cardinals. Of those two, who would you rather have? I'd rather have Bill O'Brien for sure. I'm not anti-Cliff Kingsbury, but if we look at him, again, like the story with Cliff Kingsbury has always been he's just really like – not really been that great of a coach sure he can put up points sure at texas tech you know he put up points and you know sure with the cardinals he put up points but like 
Again, I know that's what the offensive coordinator is supposed to do. I just, like, again, I haven't been thrilled with him as a coach. I know Bill O'Brien certainly hasn't been the best head coach of all time, but he's been at Alabama for the last two years, learning under Nick Saban. He has the trust of Belichick. Again, he has worked with Mac Jones before. You know, he's very, you know, sought-after guy. And, he, again, he can bring, you know, again, some a lot more experience than Kingsbury. So my number one at this moment is Bill O'Brien. But if it was one of those two, I would be happy with those two. I don't know who the other candidates are potentially. Maybe we'll get into that. But I'd rather Bill O'Brien. What do you – what's your take on it? So, Bruno, I I agree with you. I would rather have Bill O'Brien over Cliff Kingsbury. Apparently, Bill Belichick is kind of infatuated with Cliff Kingsbury. So take that for what you because he's a good looking man or he, because I mean, he, he is a sexy man. Like yeah. there is no denying that. Um, but like in the same breath, I it would just be such an upgrade either of them to right. to have in the in the, with the Patriots. Um, let me give you two names who you might not be as familiar with. So number right. one is Chad O'Shea. Bruno, we talked about him a little mm. bit earlier. He was the former Patriots wide receiver coach and red zone game plan guy offensively. So um, for, those teams, there. <laughs> for those teams that were good back in the day, he was the guy with the play design in the red zone. So wouldn't be he's also got the OC job in Miami. He got canned after a year. Brian Flores changed one every single year he was there. Weird shit. Mm. Um yeah. And uh, then he, Chad O'Shea is now the passing game coordinator for the Browns. Um, but apparently, you know, he has a relationship with Bill still. I don't know. And then one name, Bruno, you know how there's always like an up and coming, yeah, sexy offensive name? Um, Zach Robinson hmm. is the OC for the Rams. They obviously didn't have a great year this year because of injuries and whatnot, but he yep. was the offensive coordinator again. Sean McVay kind of calls the plays, but the guy who does the work all week is Zach Robinson. And he um, is the quarterback's coach and pass game coordinator, technically, mm. for the Rams. And he is – people have kind of tabbed him as, like, the next big thing. And apparently Bill really likes him. So that okay. is just a name to keep an eye out on. Because, um, sure. again, like, Bruno, this is – we are in uncharted territory. Patriots usually hire within the family. Yeah, and now they're now they got to hire outside the family, so they, it'll be an interesting, an interesting time here. The Patriots, like you know, interviews start next week for their OC job, and they're probably going to have to act quick. They don't want they don't want to lose somebody. Um, yeah. So I mean, here we go, dude. Rev, rev those engines up. It's time to go. Yeah, especially because all these teams are going through head coaching interviews, and as soon as those coaches are going to get hired, they're probably going to want to bring their guys or look for good guys to bring with them for coordinator roles. So I agree. If we can, you know, we have the head coach figured out, obviously. So let's, you know, get our offensive coordinator here ASAP so we can uh, lock them down. Bruno, I agree 100%. And we're going to need a good offensive coach, Bruno, because I, uh, I know you know this, but uh, you've seen the opponents for next year. Kurt, whoa, I daddy, have <laughs> certainly have Kurt. Holy shit! <laughs> yep, buckle up, Buttercup, because here's what you got, Bruno. Let's run through them. Obviously, yep. you know, home and away, you got Buffalo, you got yep. the Jets, and you got Miami. So take those yep. for what it is. The Patriots will then have six home games and five away games because it's that 17 game yep. season now. So, Bruno, for the non AFC East opponents, yep, okay, yep, the Colts at home. Fine. Sure. Bring me them. Fine. The Chiefs at home. 
Uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the uh, Chargers. The Eagles. The Saints. Fine. Fine. Okay, that's okay. okay. And the Commanders. Yeah, okay. Derek Carr. But Chiefs, Chargers, Eagles? Uh, yeah. that, and that's before the Bills? <laughs> and the Dolphins? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jim. <laughs> okay. All right, Kurt, surely, surely it has to get better away, right? Not much. <laughs> I mean, it does. It does. It, it does, does. A little away. bit. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. So, again, not Bills, not Raiders. I mean, not Bills, not Dolphins, not Jets. We have, yep. We are at Dallas. The Panamanian pals getting a visit. <laughs> we are in Denver. Fine. That's okay. Used to be yeah, a house that's... of horrors. Couldn't be now. <laughs> it is for them. <laughs> We're going back to Vegas next year. Eyeball emojis, Tom Brady. True. Eyeball fucking emojis. True. The Giants. Emotional for Belichick. Belichick, every time he plays them, gets fucking emotional. Uh, he does. And then the Steelers on the road again. Pittsburgh, man, Steelers. turned it around. They had a real shot at the playoffs. They finished a yeah. little higher than you in the standings. They finished yeah. eight. You finished nine. Yeah. Bruno, big yikes, pal. <laughs> big yikes. Is that not? Is that kind of a hard schedule for like the third place team? Like, aren't aren't the lower you finish the division, the like better schedule you're supposed to get? Yeah. So we ended up getting, uh, the Colts. And the Steelers. Oh, because Bengals Ravens. Yeah. So if we finished first, we would have gotten the fucking Bengals. And the Jaguars. <laughs> and the Right? Yeah. Colts, Jaguars. Yep. <laughs> good thing good good thing we didn't finish first. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. So Buffalo's got oh, them. Commanders? Or no, we're playing the whole NFC. Yeah. But thank yeah, God, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God, Kurt. Oh, I mean, Hope they get it figured out for next year, pal. Bruno, really quick, let's end the show with this, okay? We made some predictions. Oh, did we we ever. And we kept them on. We kept them on our – we kept the record of them the whole season. We didn't really look at them. Uh, And now it's our time to pay the piper. Oh, it's time. Bruno, we we made some division picks here. Which? Okay, we'll get into them, but some of them were right. Not Not all of them, but some of them. Not many. Some. Kurt, some. All right, let's start in the AFC, bro. <laughs> okay. AFC uh, Kurt, East, we both picked the Bills. One for one, baby. That's all I got right. So, <laughs> Bruno, AFC West. Wow. Yeesh. Yikes for both of us. I picked the Chargers. Which, they made the play. Like, that's not that great. Like, they that's, second. my pick was far off. They finished second. You, you had a respectable Denver. pick. I picked the Broncos. Again, even my hindsight is 2020. Awful pick, hand up, I'll admit. But your pick's not that bad. Ugh, I don't know. Bruno, in the AFC North, you picked the Bengals. Congratulations to you. Thank you. I picked the Ravens, second place. It, it came down to the last game. So, again, that's close. Yeah, I guess. And then, Bruno, <laughs> <laughs> in the AFC South, you and I oh, picked a team who shit. went 4-12-1 this year. Yikes. Led by Jeff Saturday. The Indianapolis Colts. 
I will say, of my four AFC picks, two of them were dead on correct, and then the other two were like the most wrong possibly you could be wrong. So yeah. that's the classic Bruno experience. Yeah, that, that check, that plays. <laughs> Bruno, want to run through the NFC? Yeah, let's do NFC. Um, oh, boy. NFC West. We had all the same. Oh, we we had every NFC pick was we were the same on. Yes. We both huh. picked the Rams. They finished in third place at 5-12. and 12. I, I will say mostly injury. Like, again, like, not that they, were, they weren't going to be as good this year, but, like, a lot of it was injuries. Yeah, but, Bruno, not only did we pick them to win the NFC West, we both no, picked no, them. No, no, don't go that, don't go that far. Don't, we can get one, one bad pick at a time. Okay, here's the next bad pick. <laughs> the Packers. Shit. I mean, who would have seen the Vikings coming? I mean, come on. Not me. Not us. <laughs> Bruno, in the South, we picked the Bucks. We were correct, but... Like, I don't even feel good about that. I don't at all. <laughs> Literally not at all. The eight and nine Buccaneers winning the NFC South. Yikes. Bruno, we were correct about the Eagles, so shout out us. Yeah. Kurt, I think we were both four for four. No. Oh, you're I was five for four. We were oh, two Kurt. for two. No, overall, like combined. Like Oh yeah. You had more. I did not win the pick six, but I won the shitty prediction. Yeah. preseason division prediction game. Bruno, your Super Bowl pick. Care to tell the fans? Kurt, I will say, I may have had a team not in the playoffs coming out of the NFC. Cough, cough, the Rams. But my pick to win the Super Bowl was the Bills. So I could still be the classic Bruno one for two. I think you I think you will be right. I think the Bills won't, will probably be there. I picked Ooh. the Chargers over the Rams. Possible. So but highly doubtful. So, Kurt, both of our Super Bowl picks are so alive. So, we'll eat crow if we have to, but today is not the day to eat crow. Well, we'll eat half a crow because we picked the Rams in the Super Bowl. Yep. Bruno, yep. gun to your head right now on January 12th. Who do you have making it to the Super Bowl now? Um, I would have to say... I feel like the AFC is harder than the NFC... But in the AFC, wait, can I, let me just consult the path. So if the, if the Bills beat the Dolphins, which they will, and the Bengals beat the Ravens, which they will, who plays the Chiefs and then who plays the Chargers Jaguars winner? So it'll, it depends. So it, it's all about seeding. So the if the Bills win and the Bengals win, both playing without hurt quarterbacks, like the Ravens and the Dolphins don't have a quarterback. Right. They will meet in the divisional round. Will they really? Yeah, and the Chiefs will get the Chargers yeah. and the Jags. So it's going to be Chiefs versus Bills or Bengals. Um, fuck the Chiefs. I'm going with the I'm going with the Bills. I think the team of destiny vibes. They got the Demar Hamlin stuff. They got the win against the Patriots out of the way. Not that I don't think the Bengals are good, but I think it's Bills time. Fuck the Chiefs. So Bills. And then in the NFC, to complete my prediction for what you asked, uh, obviously the Eagles are the top team. Giants, Vikings, no. Cowboys, Bucks, no. It's really the 49ers or Eagles. Yes. I, w I want to say the 49ers. Like, I do. But then I'm like Brock Purdy. But then for the Eagles, it's like Jalen Hurts isn't healthy. I'm going to still say Eagles because I think Hurts will be healthy enough to, like, lift them to the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be Bills. And the 49ers. I'm on the Brock Purdy yeah. train. There you go. It, in the NFC, I think it has to be the 49ers or the Eagles. It has to be. The it AFC, I think it could be any of 
the, the Jags, <laughs> the cheat nut. <laughs> it's wide. The AFC is tough, yeah. dude. Any of those teams, yeah. man. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting. We will we will see very soon, my friend. Yeah, we will see very soon. Are we good here? Um, sure. Yeah, we don't have to talk about. Uh, no, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> we, Kurt, we really don't have to. You talk you about... lead it. You go. You go. Wrap it up here. Let's All go. right. All right. Well, I the reason I didn't want to talk about it is because Kurt's were way better than mine. But you know what? Let's just go ahead and say it. Uh, Kurt's number one. Jalen Hurts MVP category conversation that came true. That was not bold. That was just accurate. Well, I guess it might have been bold early on, but that was just accurate. Number two. Uh, wait. Let me pull up the standings because some of these involved division standings. Um, not, no, I know like, okay. So your number two was every AFC West team finishing above 500. Uh, the Raiders and Broncos did you in there. So that was dirty, but two of them did. Uh, and then your third place was not bold enough. Uh, Jaguars finishing second place in the AFC South. Turns out that wasn't bold enough because they won the AFC South. But yep. again, like you, you were like correct adjacent on that one. It's not like that was that far off. You were correct yeah. adjacent on that one. Um, mine. So again, you know, we all make mistakes here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my first bold pick Derek Carr top fantasy quarterback of AFC West did I specify what fantasy category I was talking about with that no I'm sure he was the top fantasy quarterback of turnovers yeah he sucked <laughs> so so he was bad so that sucked uh number two Panthers finished second place in the Got it. NFC South fucking nailed it which I'm looking at the standings right now the Panthers, Saints, and Falcons were all seven and ten. I didn't even realize that. They all finished one game back. That is fucking so funny. And the pan- so the Panthers were actually second place with tiebreakers. Yep. That is fucking so funny. Love that. So I got at least one correct. And then I guess my third one could still be correct potentially, but not according to your uncle. Brady and the Bucks lose the first round of the playoffs, and Tom Brady retires for real. So we'll see. Uh, next week if that ends up being true or not because they are playing the Cowboys on Kurt's birthday. I do not think – again, we didn't have the we didn't have the notion that him and Giselle would be divorced, but I do That's not true. think he's retiring. I think that was – yeah, I think I at the beginning of the season, we were kind of like, oh, it's one last ride. But now that things have changed, I agree. I don't think he's retiring. So I guess that prediction is incorrect pretty much already if you're counting them as a combo deal. So I think, best I can do is half curl on that one. I think Tom Brady fucking hates the Buccaneers. At this point, it, yeah. I mean, yeah. So Don't I, get me I, wrong. I he's kind him. of a prissy little bitch these days. But, like, yeah. Bruno, I'm going to ask you right now, on the top of your head, mm-hmm. name the three likeliest destinations for Tom Brady next year. Raiders, yeah. you already touched on. Josh McDaniels, again, they wouldn't be going through this Derek Carr. Well, they are on a timeline for Derek Carr. But, again, clearly they're looking for other stuff, and he has a relationship with Josh McDaniels. Dolphins. Tua, is he going to retire? Is he healthy? Is he going to play? Who knows? Tom Brady, again, will never forget because we won't forgive him potentially talking to Dolphins in 2019 about joining like ownership of the fucking Dolphins. So there's always that looming option. And then number three, I mean, again, the other rumored teams were Patriots and Jets. At this point, I would be surprised if he came back to the Patriots because they were hiring a new offensive coordinator. I don't see that. So I guess I'd put the Jets up there. Like, again, they were rumored and they're obviously going to want a quarterback, but that feels like a distant third. Like, I would be very surprised if it's not Raiders or Dolphins. So I have, I'm going to give you four. Oh, give me four. Same as you, Raiders, Dolphins. I think Dolphins are one, though. I think he wants to be in Miami. His kids are there. I think he wants to be in Miami with Mike McDaniel and Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. Oh, true, true, true. Great players there. Yep. In Vegas, he has Josh, and he has Waller, and he has Devontae Adams, 
and he has Renfro. He has weapons there. Don't get me wrong. But two teams that are, I think, flying under the radar. One is the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, true. Hometown team. Trey Lance, man, I know the injury, but, like, what do you have there? You don't really know yet. Brock Purdy, amazing story. But, like, what's Mm. the longevity to that? Yeah. I'll give you a surprise team. Okay. I don't think it's going to happen because I don't think they're playoff ready. The Tennessee Titans. Vrabel and him really? Vrabel and him are tight. Oh. But my thing is, I just no A.J. Brown there anymore. Right. I have a hard time visualizing Tom being like, yes, let me go to a team with a so-so defense and no weapons. Right. He can just come back to the Patriots for that. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. But yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. The Tom Brady sweepstakes will be alive. Yeah, I wasn't even considering the Titans, but Tennessee, warm weather destination. He's wanted to play in warmer weather clearly recently. So, yeah, that will be interesting. We'll certainly have to keep track of that. And, you know, we'll see whether it's at, on Monday when that starts or an upcoming, you know, NFL weekend when that starts for Tom Brady. Do you think Rodgers is gone? I mean, I it's weird because he just signed that contract extension, right? So I don't know. Like, I don't really understand, like, how he could be gone like he wants it's, to leave it's all kind retire. of phony it's all kind of bullshit it's oh, like a one-year deal it? yeah oh god it got i didn't realize that um i don't know i mean i have I one destination that. in mind uh i'm trying to think so the rumors last year were what broncos but now they have russell wilson i'm trying to remember what other teams were in the i don't even where for where for him so i think if the Raiders don't land Brady. It's Rodgers. Adams Adams and Rodgers again. Yeah. That would be fucking so funny. If the Raiders do land Brady, I yep. think it's Miami. Oh, so he 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 gets the second choice of Brady, Brady yep. essentially. <laughs> I mean, again, when you look at weapons and offensive coaches there, obviously it's easy to see and like teams like, you know, borderline playoffs slash in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Imagine Rodgers said Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Oh, my God. In our fucking yeah. division. Oh, yes. my God. Imagine nightmare scenario where, like, Brady goes to the Jets and Rodgers goes to the Dolphins. And then it's, like, Josh Allen. And then, hi, I'm Mac Jones. <laughs> A division with Tom Brady, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, and Mac. <laughs> God, I was in a good something. mood. Burn oh, no. <laughs> it's not happening. It's not happening. <laughs> Come back to this if it does, and I'm, you'll see me die oh, in real God. life. Oh, God. All right, buddy. Oh, we crushed it. Well done, my friend. I think it's about that time. It's about that time, so stay tuned this weekend. We have some spicy uh, – we have six spicy wildcard playoff games this weekend, so we will do our pick six at some point before the first Saturday game, so stay tuned for that. Again, not every playoff game this weekend is probably going to be great. We already know Bengals, Ravens, and, and Dolphins, Bills, who's winning those. But the other ones are a little bit more up in the air, so it'll be exciting to see the other ones. But for now, hope you enjoyed the episode. Hope you enjoyed Kurt's you know, high hopes, his miseries, are uh, by the order of the peaky fucking blinders, brov, uh, and everything else in between. And again, stay tuned for a mystery episode at some point coming out with uh, Rihanna uh, features and songs. Can't wait. I'm excited for that. Can't wait. Um, But for now, we will see you next time on Playing the Field. Bye, guys.